The Spin-Off Podcast Network. When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwi Bank. The bank for Kiwi looking to get ahead in business and in life. A bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify. A bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi making Kiwi better off. Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Simon Day Takuingawa. I'm the Commercial Editorial Director at The Spin-Off, and I'll be taking over from Michael Andrew as the host of the monthly bonus episode of When the Facts Change, brought to you by Kiwi Bank and The Spin-Off Podcast Network. I'm currently recording from my bedroom office from Level 4 Lockdown, where I'm sharing a small home with my hectic 20-month-old twin boys and my wife. And while I'm able to continue to do my job almost unaffected by lockdown, my wife had no choice but to close her florist. However, from her perspective as a small business owner, this outbreak feels very different to the first lockdown in 2020. There's much less uncertainty, and she knows what she needs to do to get through. She immediately applied for government support, knows how to pivot to a safe online-only operation once the shift to Level 3 happens, and is prepared to weather the storm based on her experience through the last two outbreaks. So today I'm talking to Quentin Quinn, Chief Customer Officer, Business Banking at Kiwi Bank, about how businesses are responding to the current lockdown, what small and medium-sized enterprises have learned from the last 18 months of COVID-19, and how that's changed their response to the most recent outbreak. Prior to joining Kiwi Bank in 2018, Quentin had worked across the Asia-Pacific region and in Guam in commercial banking and private equity. While at the World Bank, he worked in a number of post-conflict countries, emerging economies, and unregulated, unstable business environments. This background has provided invaluable experience in his role leading Kiwi Bank's business banking team as it supports New Zealand business owners in their response to COVID-19. Kia ora, Quentin. Thank you so much for joining When the Facts Change today. Uh, who's in your bubble and how are you going through lockdown level 4 2.0? Yeah, kia ora, Simon. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah, in my bubble, there's six of us, my wife and uh, four children. Uh, a pretty a pretty full house that um, that takes its challenges, but um, you know not dissimilar to business. I suppose we've been here before, um, and so we're a bit more resilient than we, we were last time. So so far so good, but um, maybe a question to be reframed in four weeks' time if we're still in the same scenario. You have a unique background working in post conflict, developing and emerging economies uh, in Asia and the South Pacific. How has that experience informed your understanding of the economic effects of COVID-19? Yeah, I think, you know, my background's um, worked right across uh, Asia and, and into the South Pacific across those 13 economies, and they aren't easy economies, logistically hard to get access to, uh, you know, pretty well fundamentally built on small business, uh, really challenging uh, environments in which they trade, and some really good businesses have come out of that Um so if you look at New Zealand, uh, New Zealand's predominantly an economy made up of small businesses, quite dissimilar to um, to the ones that I've just referenced. Um, but I think, you know, I've been through a period of time with, you know, different economies, working with business through really tough, challenging times. If you look at what we're currently going through as an economy and in the eyes and in the, in, the, in the shoes of a business owner, 
they're going through really similar challenging times. Um, what I am probably sensing and seeing is the level of resilience and the level of patience uh, this time around than 15 and 80 months ago, which I think is, you know, from my experience, a reflection of hardiness and tenacity that's come about from having to endure change. Um, so, you know, so I think that um, that's a point of difference right here and now that I'm observing with this change. So I thought I'd start at that really basic and important question about what access, what does it, what do businesses have access to to support them through this period, and and where do they go to find that? Well, I think you know just to step back from there, you know, if I talk about resilience, if I talk about steeliness, you know, it's a time actually to be a little bit patient until we can see what the future landscape may or may not look like. And if you're patient, then you can make really good foundation decisions of what the future looks like because you've taken that time to understand the situation you, we, us might be in. Um, you know, at the moment, I think from a government perspective, there's been a, a little introduction in terms of the wage subsidies being reintroduced, the inland revenue uh, resurgence payments being reintroduced. So they're two functional tools that um, you know, government has introduced this time round. Um what I sort of talk about is a little bit of an aviation scenario. You know, when you're in a time of crisis in an aircraft, they talk about aviate, navigate, communicate. If you talk about what do businesses need to do, what should we do now, communication, I think, sits at the forefront of that. So communicate early with your advisors, communicate early with your banker or your bank to understand what the future may look like and hold. You know, address with them your concerns and just be really open in the dialogue. And that's where partnerships really start to be cemented. As I say, we've been here before. This is not our first road day out in terms of pandemic and how do we deal with that. But really important to communicate. And you can't over-communicate. You know, it's a bit like trying to find the bottom of a problem. You probe, and when you finish probe, you probe again. So I think working in partnership with your bank, and definitely that's the message I've conveyed to our frontline staff looking after customers who, let's face it, are at the forefront of our concern, really communicate. And when you finish communicating, you know, in the next couple of days, dialogue, make the phone call again back to the customer. How are you feeling? What's going on? We talked about this last time. You know, I thought I'd give you two or three days just to digest what that might mean. I'm just checking back in to see where your thoughts might be now. How can we help? So Kiwi Bank literally has people standing by to help businesses with those questions. Yeah, well, one of the real uniqueness I find, you know, being a small bank and, you know, our aspiration and commitment is to be the bank for Kiwis um, and to support Kiwi businesses on the way through. Be being small allows us to be a fraction more agile, we think. Um, you know, we've got smaller portfolio numbers, so client numbers per commercial manager, which means in a time like this, we've got bandwidth for our people to ring our customers to check and see what's available, what can we do to help, or just stay in touch. Something may not be resolved today, but if we're in dialogue, if we're communicating, we can better understand the needs, and then we can be agile enough to, to, you know, to transition whatever way we need to go to help and support. Communication, I think, is also really important with um, your customers too. It feels like taking them on your journey is, is a really valuable uh, thing to do during this time? Yeah, I think so. One of the things you know, I'm definitely um, expressing to, to our wider business bank uh, team is you know, just take, to take some time to, um, to simulate living in the world of a business owner. What might they, he or she, be feeling at this point in time? So when we are engaging, when we are looking to provide support or, or a solution, what might that look like in the shoes of a business owner? 
or even even if if we can preempt what they might need because sometimes people don't know what they don't know but if we can actually lead with possible opportunities or insights and I call that the knowledge and expertise approach uh, and then sort of sit back and reflect and see how that might come across or what the business owner may think of that particular solution so you know equally we've got a role to play in terms of adding value and support and advice but Equally, if not more importantly, it's time for us to sit and listen so we can understand the stress points that the business owner may be going through or perceive to be going through. So next is navigate. What does that mean in this context? Yeah, so in a time like this, it's sort of something I, I learnt in my time in the Solomon Islands actually with the World Bank and I sort of put it down to patience, planning and pivot. And sort of, you know, I've talked just briefly about the the patience and resilience and sort of, you know, just, just not make quick decisions without sort of thinking things through. But, you know, the next part I, view, I think is planning and, and that's planning about what does my business need to do or how do I transition my business how do I actually plan for the future? And I think we've seen, I think we've seen in the last outbreak um, through you know through going through hard times, and none of us knew what we were facing day in day out. But we saw a lot of businesses plan for if this happened again. We saw a lot of businesses plan to say that if this happened again, what would I do differently? Um, we've seen businesses um, the the equity, you know, the the amount of money they've got tied up in their balance sheets improve somewhat. You know, and it's no different um, to when you are in some of these really isolated economies that when hurricanes or cyclones come their way, we've seen, for example, a situation in Guam where I was there once a hurricane was coming in. I never saw the public business owners really panic. They went through methodically what they needed to do, put the hatches up, you know, just put the stock off the shelves. They planned, they were calm, and they knew the storm was coming, but they'd been there before, and they knew that they were going to come out the other side and go, and go through it again. So I just sort of, it just reminded me the feeling in the street when the sirens went off, and it was sort of like a 24, 48-hour window of warning, if you like, you know, and everyone was just really cool, calm, and collect about that. And I'm sort of sensing in the planning phase this time round, um, you know, what does that look like? You know, people are seem to be a little bit more calm and collected, if you look at, say, Melbourne, for example, right, they've been in lockdown, hard lockdown for 244 days over the last 18 months, right? You've got, you got sort of um, high school, secondary school students that haven't been to school for up to three months, you know, so, but, but there's a level of resilience and planning and therefore you have to pivot. That's my next point. You have to pivot and find another way to meet the customer needs. You need to find another way in which you can adopt the distribution of your product and or services what does that look like? And we talk about digitalization, et cetera, you know, but not every business can can digitalize and go online. You can't get a warrant of fitness or service your car online, right? But that business may have to somewhat change. That business may, through government regulation, be able to come to your driveway and do a certain what would you call precautionary test and certify your car for a warrant of fitness or whatever it may be. Other ways in which you might have to moderate and take your business or service to market. It's the mindset shift. And getting prepared for that is what, you know, we kind of have an opportunity to do now. And it's interesting because, you know, living with a small business owner, uh, this feels very different to last year. There's a lot less fear. There's, um, you know, a lot of pivoting that's already happened throughout um, last year. I, I know my wife's digital offering and level three offering is a lot more sophisticated and prepared now. And I think, 
um, you know, she's using this time now, like you said, to be patient, to be calm, to plan and to get ready to move uh, when that opportunity opens up for her again. So have you, have you seen that with your, uh, with your customers, a level of uh, calmness that wasn't um, available that first experience of, of lockdown? Yeah, I think that, that that's right, Simon, for sure. Um, the sort of conversations we're, we're receiving you know, via telephone and the ones that we're having when we reach out to our customers, you're right, are somewhat more calm. Notwithstanding that, there's some angst and nervousness in there wondering what, what, what the future might look like. There is a sense that we know what the eye of the storm looks like because we've sort of been there before, but let's face it, this new Delta variant is you know is moving in quite a different way and shape and velocity than it has done in the past so there's an element of nervousness around that for sure um, but in saying that there's a there's a sense of you know calmness but but nervous preparation and at least inquisitive to find out what's available what do we need to do lean on your advisors support people support professionals etc so you know a, a wider openness from businesses you know just trying to sort of prepare and plan. So it's, it's interesting. My wife is, um, you know, going through this period of planning and, and, and looking for advice. The bank isn't somewhere that she'd traditionally naturally called on for that type of support. Is it somewhere she should be looking and, and what type of um, advice do you, do you specifically able to provide for businesses in this situation? Well, I, think, I think the bank is a mechanism or a vehicle to seek advice from. It's not the only single source and you know, a good small business owner and even one emerging, you know, emerging business will have various support advice mechanisms in a professional sense around them, no doubt. If, if they haven't, then, you know, I would really encourage people to sort of seek and find the appropriate commercial professional advice uh, around them to, to have those that dialogue and those questions. But um, yeah, from a Kiwi Bank perspective, there's a couple of things that we are really committed to trying to sort of get better at and evolve at um, over these last sort of 12, 15 months and into the future. And that is around you know, increasing our expertise and knowledge and, and capability to have the right dialogue discussions with our customers, as I said earlier, to live in their shoes. Um, equally, you know, it's like any form of relation, I think, you know, there's good times and bad times and it's important to be really stable and consistent through either good or bad time. Um, the idea at Kiwi Bank would be that, you know, we would like to get to a point where we can actually be, I wouldn't say provocative, but value-add in your thought process to understand your business to a point where we may challenge you or suggest or ask why you may be heading in that direction or not. And we're, and we're bankers, we're not business owners, but from the outside looking in, a true partner should be able to have those appropriate conversations that might stretch and test your mindset Equally, you'll, you'll stretch and test our mindset around what you expect from us. So I think, you know, um, and, and we're not quite there yet. We're, we're working on that, improving on that. But the level of resource, the capability we've got at the front line at the moment to have that right dialogue, I would encourage our current customers as we're encouraging our staff to reach out to our customers to start those conversations so that we can go through that good and that bad time together. It feels a lot more intimate than I'm than the relationship I'm used to having with my bank. Yeah, well, another phrase I sort of, uh, sort of, you know, my team sort of get um, probably get annoyed with me saying all the time. But let's put banking back into banking. You know, we're dealing with humans, and humans make decisions, good and bad. Uh, let's let's try and let's try and build a partnership. Now, lots of different institutions talk about partnerships in different ways. What we want to do is actually, you know, we'd like to see. Businesses be healthy, grow, and continue. And I have a view: small weeds grow into big weeds, right? So we want to be on that journey with them through that pathway. 
Win the Facts Change is brought to you in partnership with KiwiBank to help you understand the issues affecting the economy. And that's what their team of experts is here to do too. Here's KiwiBank's Chief Economist Jared Kerr with his prediction on what we can expect from the housing market and interest rates for 2024. We've seen quite a correction in housing across the country. So house prices fell from the lofty levels that we saw in 2021. The Reserve Bank has pushed house prices down by design and by lifting interest rates to very eye-watering levels. I think the housing market has found a bottom and I think we'll see house prices rising over 2024 and into 2526. The housing market will be better balanced We have seen a a surge in migrants, which is adding demand to the housing market. And I think we'll see house prices naturally lift on the back of that surge in migration and uh, hopefully an easing in interest rates later on. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to stay up to date with detailed economic analysis and forecasts from Jared and other KiwiBank experts. They take big issues from both here and overseas and make them relevant to Kiwi businesses. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. What about as the country moves into different levels across different parts of um, Aotearoa? Is there going to present unique challenges as we see, um, you know, places like the South Island probably move down levels uh, at a different rate to places like Auckland? And especially for businesses that might operate across those two markets? Probably what I sort of touch on there is, you know, even even this current outbreak and the way business very quickly from, what, what was it, three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon to midnight Tuesday, the transition that many businesses went about to be up and running in full dialogue with their customers, still offering their services by eight o'clock the following morning, didn't that show us a sign of experience, you know, again, tenacity and resilience? But it also showed that so many, and there'll be plenty of businesses out there that I haven't taken into consideration that are really finding it really difficult because they haven't been able to pivot, as I've just mentioned. But, you know, if we just talk about a vast number that have and and are in the process of continuing their business in this current environment, you know, even if you look at the education system, it's a direct reflection of preparedness and and the fact that we've been able to really pivot and move and continue our our business uh, in this environment. And yet 12 hours ago, we were fully fledged out at restaurants, cafes, running around, buses, hotels, all that was sort of business as usual, wasn't it? So the, so the answer to your question is, you know, if we go into regional isolation or variance and lockdown, et cetera, I think we're going to continue to be able to transact and do business. Some will have more freedom than others. Um, but I think just the technology enhancement, the business's commitment to allow their people to work from home, 
I think, you know, before we went into lockdown, many corporates or small businesses, you know, were tolerant and accepting of, you know, two days a week, et cetera. So there's a hybrid model in play already. Um, you know, just the mere fact that rather than two days a week, I'm working from home, it's now five. So you sort of sense that if there's regional, uh, you know, change or regional variances in in the lockdown um, levels, then it's not materially going to change too much, I don't think. Yeah, in, in, in many ways it did feel like putting on a uh, old pair of track pants, albeit uh, ones that you'd hope you didn't have to get out of the drawer again. Exactly, exactly. Sort of, you know, we've been there We've been there before and we'll do it again. Um, I mean, I was just really surprised in the wider Auckland region's sense of calmness, whether it be on the roads, whether it be people getting home from work and time, et cetera. Um, you know, and, and even the calls that we're having, um, you know, through our, through our sort of business call centre, you know, relatively minimal compared to normal levels. Um, we had calls ranging between 23 minutes and 3 hours 12 last time, right? Uh, the first day of lockdown this time around, we had calls being answered within 11 seconds. Now, I'm not saying all calls were, so, you know, we, we weren't, we, but it, it just showed a sign of people just working through what they had to work through. Even the calls now have been answered sort of within 46 seconds at the moment, because the, which, which confirms the inquiry rate is not as deliberate or intense as it once was. That being said, we are doing a lot of outward-bound calls as well to to reach out to people like yourself, Simon, and your wife in business to say, how are you feeling so that we need to, we just want to let you know that we're here and we are thinking of you. So um, I think that's a sign of you know people adjusting to technology and change. Big shout-out to those call centre staff. Eh? They're real unsung heroes doing doing that really intimate, demanding work. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's a, sometimes a really thankless uh, role that people play. It doesn't matter what sector you're in, but, um, you know, it's a bit like the old accountancy when you start doing accounts with professional services where, you know, you work to six-minute blocks. That's how you charge things out. Like in call centres, you're constantly answering calls or ringing people back, you know, and some people have got different ways of reacting with stress. And, you know, so they are at the sharp end of um, customer service. And, uh, you know, we're really proud with the work that they do. And um, as I say, often can go unthanked and unnoticed. Um, but we work pretty hard to make sure that, you know, we, we can provide a really professional and expertise and knowledge-based service. And we can only get better at that. We're not, we're not there yet, but we're working on getting better. I want to acknowledge um, th- those businesses that are, uh, you know, still very concerned about uh, where, where we're at, especially ones who are going to struggle even as the alert levels drop. But at the same time, a lot of what we've talked about today is, is the resilience of the small to medium-sized uh, enterprise economy in New Zealand. And what do you think that says about the the sector as a whole in, in New Zealand and, and the way they do business? Well, I think, you know, first and foremost, we've got to fundamentally when you strip it all back. You know, we're very proud New Zealanders. You know, we're a really multicultural um, country. We've got strong senses of communities, and it doesn't matter which way you look at it. Um, you know, whether it be ethnicity, religion, whether it be just geographic locations, et cetera, et cetera. And I think times like this really draw on everyone's commitment and strength to be as human beings. And we're seeing really good pockets of, of people bandering together and helping. I think that's pretty incredible. I mean, forget the economics for one moment. It's just the social interaction and making sure people are safe and well is really important, you know, because uh, you can't build a business, you can't employ people, you can't provide services if you don't feel good about yourself or your people aren't feeling good about themselves. And I think you're seeing really strong pockets of um, 
of resilience from communities banding around supporting each other, which is pretty damn cool. Um, you also see that we, you know, this is one of the benefits of, of us being so far away from other parts of the world that we are slightly isolated and I think that has helped our recovery and has definitely helped the way in which we're operating and performing at the moment. I also think that you know, largely in New Zealand, in my view, so it's just a personal view, we're a strong consumption-based economy, so we buy and sell services and resources off each other. Predominantly, it's where a lot of money's made, right? So therefore, there's wealth creation. Therefore, in a time where we sort of, well, we are, we've closed the borders and barriers to the rest of the world, then we're reliant on consumption amongst each other, buying and selling amongst each other, which I think's stimulated parts of the economy to get us through to where we've got to at the moment. And we came out of uh, lockdown in 2020 and the economy bounced back a lot stronger than uh, most people expected. Do you have that same sense of hope and you seeing businesses with that same sense of um, optimism despite, you know, where we're at now? I definitely have that same sense of hope. Why wouldn't you, right? Because we'd love it all to get through this other side and we're going to bounce and, you know, the disasters will fall out very minimal at best. Um, you know, and it might a lot of that might be a contributor to why people are resilient or patient at the moment, and therefore, you know, we haven't got the intensity of inquiry at the moment because maybe we all think that we just might get through it like last time, and therefore, happy days. Um, the short answer is, um, and even my even my uh, fantastic economist Jared Kerr at Kiwi Bank would say the same thing. I'm sure. I don't really know. You know, economists are great to have a view. But um, I haven't met too many economists that have um, that have forecasted the next you know, downturn, et cetera, right? Um, but I think I think the hope would be we would continue. Would can we continue? I don't know. Who knows? Um, lots of concern at the moment around you know interest rates, the cost of capital, the desire to deploy capital investment in New Zealand as an economy versus others. You know that's probably a question for yeah an, an economist more importantly than me. Well, that insight you've provided has been invaluable, even, you know, thinking about the way it uh, applies to the, the, the small business that runs out of my home. So I really appreciate your, your time and help. And, um, you know, I, I, I have that same sort of hope and looking forward to emerging from, from lockdown, escaping my children and getting, getting back into it. Yeah, no, thanks very much, Simon. Or oh, I'd say that to businesses that are listening, you know, strategies are not built on hope. So we do have to plan and prepare, and uh, and I think you know let's be patient and and step through it day by day, month by month, and um, you know the right outcome will happen. Kia ora, Quentin. Kakite. Kia ora. When the facts change was brought to you by the Spinoff Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit KiwiBank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank are making Kiwi better off. Kia ora e te iwi, te ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.